Welcome to the Chasing Brighter podcast, a show about self-discovery and lifestyle tips for moms. We are your hosts. I'm Kelly, a wife, mom of two, and an independent consultant with my own company in Chicago. And I'm Jessica, a wife, mom of three, and owner of my own outpatient mental health practice in Nevada. You're about to go on a journey of self-discovery as we chase a brighter you. Every single week, we will bring you new episodes that will cover everything from lifestyle and tips to more serious conversations about grief, life, and hardships. Whether it's a duo episode or we have a guest, you are guaranteed to pick up a new tool or feel less alone. This one is for the moms that have forgotten how to make time to keep their spark alive. Allow this show to be a reminder to always keep chasing a brighter version of you. Let's get into it. How's it going? Not too bad. How are you? Good. I just went for a really long bike ride with Teresa, which was amazing. What's I the know like there? It, I'm very annoyed. I'm going, okay. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. I want you to tell me today's high and low. I have no idea. Is it hot? So 100. The high of 90. Frickin' four, but okay. a low of 60. So you start your day and you're like, oh, it's a beautiful more pants and jacket. And then you're running your bike and you're like, it's in the 80s already. So I'm like, we had a week of 70s and I was so excited. And Justin was like, this happens every year. We have a week where it's cold and then it gets hot again. Don't you remember? I'm like, no, no, I don't. The weather is a liar. And I thought I was in fall. And I was going to wear sweaters and boots, but I'm still sending the kids to school in shorts. That's what's happening. My oldest, Wes, he wears shorts all the time. And we've been at, I'm going to say, 40 to 50 degrees in the mornings, upper 40s, lower 50s in the mornings. Highs, still. Of, highs of upper 50s, lower 60s. Yeah. And he's still wearing shorts. Doesn't uh, care. No. And as you know, we're recording this when I am in New Hampshire traveling yeah. for work. And it's so cute in fall. Little scarf. Yeah, it's it definitely makes me feel like I'm living fall better by being in New England for a moment. The weather's the same. It's rains off and on every day. It's mm. cloudy and chilly. Mm, that's not in my vision of you. It's fine. My vision of you is sunny, crisp. Golden orange leaves everywhere. No. And you're in a cute scarf and jacket holding a coffee. The leaves haven't turned. It's been kind of more, <laughs> hasn't been so sunny here. So the leaves. How can I live vicariously through you if you're not like living my dreams? Do you want me to lie to you? I would Are love you? that. I'd like you to. I right, want let you me to practice my <laughs> words from the book. So. What I'm hearing is that you would really like for me to visit a place where it's perfectly fall-like. Yeah. Orange and golden yeah. leaves. Gabby's watching all of Gilmore Girls. Did you oh. watch Gilmore Girls? Yeah. So I loved it. I have the, the DVD box set. Justin got them for me. I loved it so much. And so that's basically, it's always fall in Gilmore Girls. And no, that's I've what actually, I'm envisioning for you. It's funny that you said that because I've been watching Gilmore Girls lately. I have no problem just turning that back on. It's very fall-like. It yeah, just you can hope. I like, know. I agree. She's watching it where, I didn't remember this, but Rory, so I know that Dean was married and Rory had sex with Dean while he was married. 
But I didn't know that he got a divorce and they dated. She dated Dean in college. After he got divorced. Okay. Did you remember that? Okay. Did you know that? I didn't I remember, remember that. that. I don't remember. And then if you're wondering real quick, Jess, what's up with the zone minutes? What's up with your Fitbit? What's up with yeah, zone what minutes? Is, what's up with So I rode Fitbit. my bike and I know it's an e-bike. I rode 14 and a half miles and I got five zone minutes. No. Okay. We're back for like an hour and a half. Do you have to? Is, so it's not easy. It was not easy. Unfortunately, you know, if you had an Apple Watch, what Apple Watch does is then you set your training time. So mm-hmm. it would just be like bike ride is your activity. And then it would take constant heart rate, measure constant heart rate while you were doing that activity. It does. But I just, here's what's funny. You know, is a hard time getting up into the zone. Yeah. And you know, well, it's you know you funny do, because Jeff. I take the bike off assist. So my bike, I did not have it properly charged, Kelly. And I went riding with Teresa two weeks ago. And so I had no E in the bike. And it was horrible. And I got like 65 zone minutes. And then I couldn't walk for three days. So even though I'm not getting the zone minutes, like my it's my knees, my hips, my body, like I'm feeling the ride. You know what I'm saying? It's like yes. I make it that it's this breezy ride where I'm going 20 miles an hour. I try to have a challenge, but I don't want it too challenging because we want to ride a long time. You know what I mean? And then we stop. I told you we had the toast with peanut butter, banana, honey, coconut mm-hmm. flakes, granola. Was that? It was just as we remembered, and I just had a plain iced coffee. I was going to oh. send you a picture. I need this to show is, you. Okay, this is what I need to show you. Okay, that looks delicious, and I need that. Here's what I want to talk to you about. You can, on your Fitbit, you can customize your zone minutes. Oh, that's what I need to do. Yeah. Because, Kelly, Justin jokes, my heart beats once a day. Because that will work better. I have just like a yeah. low heart rate. What, what do you do okay. if your heart rate is low? It takes a lot for me to have, for my heart rate to get really high. Like I have to run or jump rope. I would adjust. Yeah. So one of the things you can do is, how do I, do I think you can actually Google ways to measure do that. You can also do things to measure your maximum heart rate and it might need to be adjusted. Oh, to figure out what for you, what would be high intensity for me. Yeah. So here's the other thing. Was it Paris that banned electric scooters for rent? Were you aware of this happening a few weeks ago? No, but I probably didn't pay attention. So you know how like all the major cities in the world, you can just hop on e-scooter and then when it dies, you hop off, whatever. Okay. So it was beginning to be a nuisance. People were getting hit. People were being hurt. And e-scooters have been around for a long time. September 1st, Paris's rental electric scooter ban has taken effect. Okay, so the rental of them. Okay, so recently, I mean, e-scooters have been out for like a decade. Okay, all of a sudden, everyone is riding an e-scooter on the road. Have you been seeing, I know you're like not driving in as much traffic. I think you're probably walking more no, than I am. I, mean, but like, I would say that. They uh, used to be on sidewalks and now they're just on the road with no helmet or anything. Yes. Scooting around. You're so five years ago. Maybe Chicago's just so advanced. Are you, but you, are you talking about rentals? Because yeah. I'm not, okay. So not rentals. And regular people with scooters. Regular people. Because you live in a city, a heavily urban area, whereas you live in a populated area, but yours is more like suburban. So for example, you guys, I'm assuming, by the way, people on scooters are not going on the expressways. When you say they're on the road, are they on the like, Side, they're not on the interstate. 
They can't. They have to have a license plate, right? They're not like. I don't know, Kel. I'm trying to think. What did I see? Totally saw a guy. Here's the thing. If somebody was on that and they died, that's too bad for them. A guy was on the shoulder and this started the beginning of my old lady rage. I'm raging more like, you're going to die. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Are you okay? Kind of Um, rage. You know, sometimes we have these recordings and then I say things and then I look back to listen to them to make sure I don't sound so ridiculous. But. Right now what's happening in Chicago is they're turning the city into a bike-friendly city. Drivers mm-hmm. be damned. And mm-hmm. so traffic is increasingly terrible. There was to one... me, bike-friendly means that there is a well-delineated yes. space for the and bikers. Because of that, they are narrowing the streets because they're mm-hmm. doing bike-protected lanes so we won't hit the bikers because mm-hmm. maybe we were just going to keep driving over them. But I don't have a bike right now. I actually sold it because I wasn't using it and I was going to get a new bike and then I didn't get one yet. But I have to alter my traffic, my driving patterns because of the roads that they've added. So they have what they've added. And so everyone really complains about it. Okay. Think about it too. I like a, just a regular side street, right? Yeah. Two lanes of traffic. And then there's parallel parking because we're in the city, right? Yeah. Well, then what they did was they move the parallel parking spots toward the center line, let's say by three feet or something, two mm-hmm. feet, three feet, so that from curb to parallel parking, that's a protected bike lane. And they put in these plastic dividers. So you have mm-hmm. sidewalk, protected bike lane, parallel parking, one direction of traffic, other direction of traffic, parallel parking. Is that what they have in Germany? That sounds familiar to me. Oh, I'm sure they have it in a lot of European cities. Some sort of a budgeting. Maybe it's some of the climate packages and stuff where they want people to move to bikes. It's for people to to have bikes because there's some places. I've always ridden a bike. You know, even in Philadelphia, I would be like, oh my God, I hope I don't die. There was no bike lanes and I would ride. Well, I would say. I've always tried to ride in traffic and not the sidewalk, you know, because that's what you're supposed to do. But there's like, certain roads that you know, I've I almost feel, died multiple times. I think what the city's doing is they're making it more accessible to ride bikes on various streets. So yeah. there are they're expanding the options. And I think that will be helpful for my kids as they get older in terms of riding around. But you know, it's going through a bit of a transition. So yeah. traffic is crazy. There's actually they're talking about a certain street that it's a north-south street that they're actually going to turn it has to be 100% bike so they're going to like basically blockade it so that you can't I think that's kind of cool I'm I don't think that I'm indifferent honestly I'm indifferent because a lot of people are complaining about it and like I'm you know I'm a tree hugger at heart so I really appreciate the effort they're making but people who don't wear hummets I just think that that is completely senseless and, and this um, is my I put thing. the fear of God into my children about it. With the e-scooter, and this is what I'm telling the kids when there was a guy on the highway, I was telling the kids, technology is moving faster than laws. And so I don't even know what the rules are for an e-scooter. I've always seen people on e-scooters on the sidewalks, but now they're just on back roads and neighborhoods. Now they're just like blatantly on the road with no helmet in an actual lane, not even the bike lane. And I'm like, what? what is the law? And your little scooter doesn't go that fast. So you're slowing down traffic. <laughs> well, they passed laws here that a bicycle should be given the same space as a vehicle on the road. But I don't know. If where there's no bike lane, I agree. Scooters. 
Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, what the hell is a scooter in all of this? Because I don't know. I, and so here's my thing. So there is this family that lives on our street. They have two children. They do wear their helmets. But let me give an example of what is happening. When they are riding back from school, they, if you were obeying traffic laws, in my mind, should be on the right side of the road. Okay. So they're coming up. They should be on the right side of the road. My house would be on their left side. So I am pulling out and they are on the left side of the road, zooming home. Not even like the one kid had his head down, he had a helmet on and he was looking down and going back to his house. I could kill them. I could kill them because their scooters are going fast and you can't see them. They're not a big car, not a bigger bicycle. And I, when I see the one brother who looks, I stop and I just wait. I have a car that has 5,000 sensors, a 360 camera. It buzzes when there's anybody in the thing and it does not register those children. You know, I and don't... so people are like, here, take your scooter, Timmy and Tommy. And they're zipping around. But I don't fly. Okay, so first of all, I don't have any interest in driving a scooter. I have never been on one of those electric scooters. Maybe there are situations where you need one, but they piloted them back in 2015, 2016 in Chicago for like a summer. And it was like a complete shit show. And then they brought them back permanently 2019 through 2020, something like that. They're everywhere, everybody, all kids. There's no limit. People who, you know, there's all kinds of kids who are playing around with them. The too. for rent ones? The for rent, yeah, they'll just the grab it. For rent. Yeah, the rental ones. I, I don't, if I saw my kids on one of those without a helmet, I would, well, actually just with one anyway, because they have bicycles. They have no business doing that. It just means they're out there to horse around. You know, older kids, it's fine. I mean, they use them, but I also think it's one thing to do on side streets. First of all, you need to obey traffic laws. So that's where I think. That's what I'm saying is it's like they're just getting a scooter and they're like, little Timmy can go to school now. Gabby just passed her permit test. She had to take a test. She has to have hours of driving. I think we, as a parent, we encourage our children, okay, we're at a stop sign. What are we going to do? That car is making a right. Make eye they contact don't have a with blinker, them. Right? Make the eye contact with them. Yes. And I'm and and so like today I was on my bike and I could have been killed twice. There were I was there a long time. So so we have these amazing bike trails, but there are two big intersections I have to cross. And so I get off my bike and I walk it across. So I push the I'm a pedestrian. I push a little button, and there are cars making a right on red. And I watched yeah, them yeah. and it was my turn to walk and they totally started to go. So I always am like, I, they have to make eye contact with them. I wait for them to come. But if I were not looking, I would have been killed twice today. Here's the least. thing, what I'm hearing. You just have to I be turn this aware. around because I'm okay. staring out in a dreary sky. Okay. The idea is to not die. <laughs> yeah. The idea is to raise your kids and teach them things right. so that they don't die. And yeah, so and I... Yeah, it's just you need to be vigilant as a driver. It's a very yeah. scary world out there. And I think it is too bad because, again, some people just get lucky. But the idea is to live to be, you know, close to 100. And like being on a scooter is really 
pretty chancy. Well, when you were like, why would you have a scooter? I think about we have a lot of big gated golf course communities here. Yeah. Or like Gabby's boyfriend, the gym is inside his gated community. The gym is like a mile away. Yeah. That's so smart. Have a scooter in your little community. You know what I mean? Where the speed limit is 25 people. It's a golf course. People are in little golf carts all the time. But I just, anyways, I just it's being think responsible it's, though. It's teaching the yeah, just like with any little teaching know, your I'm kids nervous. to be responsible around them too. Just also to try to solve the world's problems. I think one of one of the things you mentioned, which is true, is that you know kids aren't taught bike like rules of the road, right? So you're you learn rules of the road when you go to driver's safety. So Wes went to Smith Park Camp this summer, and they do bikes teen camp were had bicycles and they had to wear helmets and they were taught bike safety so he's fortunate that he had that which was great but i think those things are important because regardless of if you're on a bike or a scooter or skateboard or anything else i think knowing the rules of the road it's funny because helmets weren't a thing when we were very young that i was aware of and i don't remember having our mom's cousin rode her bike to get the mail and fell just off outside of her house and got brain damage mm-hmm. and had short-term memory loss and was never the same. And she had young children at the time and that scared the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. And then you and I became avid bike helmet people. Helmet people. Yes, that's right. So anyway, but that was great. So the weather's nice enough that, that Teresa and I can get to riding our bikes again. So I'm so glad she got an e-bike. So. We can be really cool together. I'm glad you were able to get out, not to to my own horn, but although I didn't get a bike ride out, I've been trying to get up a little early in the mornings and get ready and go for a walk in Portsmouth, which mm-hmm. is where I'm staying. And I got 18 zone minutes today. Look at you, girl. I cannot confirm or deny because I don't remember anything that I do past the last 24 hours. But it's possible I may have already manually manipulated my zone minutes because I did the research to figure out what they should be. Last thing, you and I could talk. We could have a podcast where we talked 24-7 for 25 years about There's... academics. Okay. So oh. I wanted to talk a smidge about academics. Okay. Giovanni is very smart. Gives zero Fs about school. He last year had like a D in English language arts for the whole year. It was concerning for me. Teacher didn't seem to care because he's super smart. He raises his hand. He helps other people. He doesn't care. He races to get the test done first because he wants to be first. This year starts, he's already, he has a C in English language arts. I start looking in the parent portal. He gets 90s and 100s on everything. And then they take this thing called the Wonders Assessment. He gets a 50. He gets a 45 taking his grade. I talked to this mom. She goes, the third grade wonders is really, really difficult and it's difficult for kids. So I talked to the teacher, blah, 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 blah. Make all these things. Doesn't pan out. Make all these things. Talk to the teacher again. He takes the test Friday, gets a 50. Giovanni, what is happening? After talking to him for a long time, he was like, it's too much reading. I don't read what you're supposed to read. I just click buttons so I can be done with the test. Does he, I mean, again, I still question, is he okay? What if he has some dyslexia or there's all these other... No, here's why I would say no. He reads out loud to me. So he's clearly reading chapter books out loud to me. What if he has them memorized? There's no way. I'll get it off the top of the shelf. I open it up. He reads it to me, right? We're reading a book. 
And then he has to take the AR quiz at school. He takes the quiz. I don't even help him. He remembers everything he read. I'll say, what'd you think about so-and-so? Oh, that was blah, 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 right? So he's comprehending, but he said, I don't feel like reading. I don't want to. What if it's like and reading on a screen that he has trouble with or because something? Because that tracks with Giovanni as far as like Giovanni does what he wants and doesn't do what he doesn't want to do in our okay. home. Okay. So it's a lot. And so he's like, I don't want to read this BS. So that's interesting that you say that. I talked to the teacher again. She's an amazing teacher. We're really lucky. We're really lucky. So anyway, so she said, what I'm going to have him do, she's super amazing. And she got right back to me. She said, I'm going to have him take it on paper. Okay. Good. And what we're going to do is I'm going to give him the reading part of it first. He's going to have to come back to me and I'm going to ask him questions to see if he read. And then if he can prove he read it, then I'll give him the question sheet. That's really amazing, Jess. It's amazing. We're very I think lucky. That's a, and yes. just, again, going from where Wes is with his freaking high school entrance exam stuff, if that helps him, then could you, could you talk to her about getting him a 504? Because that gives him testing accommodations. Going right. Forward. So we went through some similar things with Gabby for math, and I had asked her about a 504, but here's my thought. A 504 does not protect a child like an IEP. A yeah. 504 is not any kind of protection. So if the teacher yeah, is making an accommodation, there's no need for the 504. There because is. it's only for English. It's only for this class. And then every year you have to redo the 504 anyway. No. they Do they last only one, once a year? Yeah, everything does. Even IEPs. Because that all is good and well for us with anything. At St. Helens, everybody accommodated him. And then Mitchell, when we moved over, you know, I just, I didn't pursue it. He's doing okay and he's doing fine and it's worked out. But I regret it because I think it would have helped him for the standardized test. You can use a calculator and stuff. So here's but what's I'm just cra- trying yeah, to. And he- yeah. So here's what's crazy. We have testing all the time. So he tests fine. but this this particular test, I think you have to read quite a few bit of paragraphs. And he's like, I'm out, right? The thing about Giovanni is, in class, he's very quiet. He does what he's supposed to do. I have volunteered. I Last year, I decorated the door to the classroom. And so I looked in the window of his classroom for like an hour. And he just sits there. So I just think he's sitting there quietly. He finishes his test and doesn't talk to anybody. You know what I mean? And so they're just like, oh, that kid's fine. Because he doesn't ask for help. He doesn't do anything. Yeah, it's a, that's a real challenge. You can tell me if this is inappropriate. I, I was, we were going to take away YouTube, like punish him for it. Because it's like, you can't just not do it because you don't feel like it. Kind of thing. Well, it's interesting when we met with Alex and we talked to him about parenting, the one topic that I loved that I, when I was listening to it today, that resonates is having your child be intrinsically motivated to do things. So it's about self-motivation, which in this day and age is really hard to get kids to be motivated. But I think that's one that 
I can challenge myself even with my own parenting because both of my kids certainly don't like everything about school. By the way, just to kind of go down that path, I think I loved school. I don't. Okay, here's the like- thing. Here's the thing, Kelly. I want you and our listeners to close your eyes. And let's go back to the late 80s, early 90s. And when you came home, what was there to entertain you? The answer is nothing. You know what entertained you? A book. And this was back in the time when not everybody got a trophy. So guess what? When you excelled, you got a personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut. (laughs) You read books. You got a sticker. You got a star. I had a teacher that when you would write, we would race every Friday. It was math war. And you'd, you'd line up and you'd race like three times three and whoever wrote it first. And if you won, you stayed there. It was between me and Jimmy every Friday in third grade. And guess what the winner won? A Pepsi. You can have a Pepsi in school. Teacher gave us a Pepsi. So <laughs> I remember Mrs. Dirk. Okay, Mrs. Dirk. I was like, I'm getting that goddamn Pepsi. And I would be pissed if Jimmy like would get the, the Pepsi. She was the best teacher in the whole and school. And she had a guitar and he would sing mm-hmm. songs. But I'm just she saying, She wrote that like, play when I was in fifth you grade. Were like, I'm just saying, like, we were like, there was nothing to do. So you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to memorize my multiplication table so I can get a Pepsi. <laughs> so you're like, you're right, there Jess. wasn't Pepsi in our house. There wasn't candy and cookies and all the cakes and sweets that are we have access to now. And it's like, we would win things. And so anyways, I think that had a big part of it. There wasn't a cartoon network. There wasn't an iPad. There wasn't phones. There was like literally, we had like nothing to do. We were latchkey kids. We would like read. So I don't remember reading that much though. You didn't read as much as I did. I don't know what you did. did. What'd you do? What were you doing in the the double wide trailer in Colorado while I was reading Babysitter's Club? Playing with Barbies in mom's high heels because I couldn't afford a Barbie car. Played Barbie. (laughs) Sounds great. I would make Barbie waterbed with a Ziploc baggie. <laughs> I remember doing that, the waterbed. And then mom had like one of the first Barbies and that was always the grandma. The grandma, yeah. <laughs> we played outside a lot. There was that tree in the front of the house and it, yeah. we were at a park. So we were at that park all the time. Yeah. I read Flowers in the Attic when I was like 10. It's so inappropriate what I was reading. Mom, I got this from the library. Clearly, she was not even looking at this getting from the library. You turned out fine. I read a lot of Stephen King inappropriately at like 11. But anyway, so yeah, when so when you talk about intrinsic motivation, anybody who's interested in intrinsic motivation, I don't know if you read that book, Kelly. We talked about it. We tried to get it on there. I, I don't like the book, but it's called The Gift of Failure. A little too extreme for me. The author is a mother and a teacher, and they decided that they were going to let their children fail and not back them up in any way. So like if they left homework on the table, they were not going to bring it to the school. They were not going to remind them. If they saw it on the table, they would not say, Timmy, don't forget your paper. And she said that that helps create intrinsic motivation because she had all of these parents that were freaking out because their kids were not getting A's on the spelling test. And they would complain to the teacher and they were paying their kids. We're going to give you money for every A. We're going to give you money if you get 100 on the spelling test. And that is bribing. And that's, that's external motivation not internal motivation, but I can say with three kids, my two older were not intrinsically motivated for school, but when they matured, 
10, 11, 12, things switched for them and they became incredibly motivated. And so I'm trying to figure out what helps Giovanni give a fuck about school. This little guy, we're trying to figure out what will have him give an F. And I, I have a hard time accepting that C's are okay, even though experts say they are. Well, I don't know. Beck has been having trouble writing in school. And he hates to write. And this teacher this year in fourth grade is all about reading, reading intensely, where you have a jot book and you're writing jots. I Googled a crap ton of stuff because it's a totally different than I'm used to understanding. And then he has these letters he has to write every two weeks to his teacher about a literary concept that he is applying to the material he's reading and has to write like two or three paragraphs on it. Character analysis, author's craft. I have no idea what the heck these things are. It makes me think about the books I read and how I definitely don't spend a lot of time thinking about that. Common core, that sounds like a lot of probably. Oh yeah, for sure. Anyway, so he was not participating in the stuff and then he was supposed to be writing a story and in the process of him writing the story they're working on, he was going, he's typing it on a Chromebook and the teacher told him not to play video games and he got caught playing video games when he was supposed to be writing. This is the second offense during a writing time in a couple of weeks. And so she wrote us a long letter. She's very nice. I feel like in a public school teachers, you know, they can only give each kid so much attention. Anyway, so did I tell you this already? Yes. About this situation? Anyway. So, he, does he say, yeah. And so he lost video games for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And he was very upset. We crushed his spirit. And I don't yeah. know after reading, you know, the book that we're, you know, reading for October about discipline and things. I don't know if kids are different than teens, but I don't know if it was the right thing to do. But honestly, I think we just kind of followed our heart and he's been fine. It's not yeah. ruining his spirit. He's found plenty of other things to do at home. Yeah. Ban him from TV, which he seems like is a fine thing to just sit and do also though he had a sleepover this past weekend jess when i have sleepovers i think sometimes i'd be a boring mom there are certain things that i like to do outside so he had someone sleepover he went to somebody's sleepover okay first sleepover what no. age did he start having sleepovers probably seven okay you know, the younger kids start younger i think they didn't sleep jess they stayed up all night when i have sleepovers i actually make a kids. cool mom yeah, I make the kids go to bed. I ever do like a lights out thing it to make them go to bed. depends on the age. Fair the other enough. thing is, is like, I'm not a sleepover mom. I thought I would be the cool mom. I don't want them jumping on the couch and running and being crazy. Anyway. Yeah, no, me either. So yeah, he's, but the funniest really thing is, is stay up all night. I, yeah. So I am like, oh, he's going to be really tired the next day. He slept all day. He slept all day. I didn't put him in his bed. We put him on a couch. He moved into a different couch. He just moved to different couches all day sleeping. Yeah. And then I made him wake up by like five. Yeah. He literally, he came home at 10 and he slept yeah. until five, essentially. But you talk about the gift of failure or whatever. It's like, then he learned a lesson. I don't think he cared. I don't think there was a lesson. I mean, it was a lesson for me, uh -huh. which is. You can't go to kid. that person's house anywhere. No, I don't care. And it was kind of a win because he was 
He doesn't he have laid, video. He, he can't play video games. All day. He had nothing to do. He just laid around all day. So we have, yeah, I don't know. We have it was not interesting. sleepovers until third grade. Gio has not slept over anyone's house and he has not, we have not had anybody come over. I love when Bert, Dominic's best friend, comes over because Bert and Dom are like both take care of themselves. Even when Bert was little, like Bert would bring his blanket and it would be like night boys, you know, and they'd be totally asleep. Dominic has definitely had some friends who were insane. And I'm like, oh, my. I don't really. I would say like Beck slept over. over. I think mostly the places where Beck sleeps over, they don't. There's not a bedtime. Yeah. I don't and I mean, think, you're, and he's I don't fine. care. He's I mean, obviously, whatever day. happens at a sleepover happens at a sleepover. You know what I mean? Like if they stay up or don't stay up. I want them in a room, so I don't really know what they do, right? Like Gabby obviously is always chitty chatted with her friends. Well, and yeah, I have to say, like again, where Beck, where Beck has slept over, all of those moms or parents are my friends. Yeah, so yeah. it's not like I'm he's staying over at somebody's house that I don't, you know, feel a hundred percent right comfortable that he'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what did you do? You didn't sleep. Like, did you? Did anyone get tired? I mean, Jesse, you know me. I fell asleep in my third grade sleepover by like nine yeah. o'clock. Yeah. I I remember staying up all night like at Julie's. I don't know, middle school, high school, maybe. The other thing real quick, because I think we want to wrap this up anyway, mm-hmm. is I noticed I had a spot on my collarbone, on my skin, and I hadn't been to the derm in two years because I had an appointment with my dermatologist and then she went on maternity leave. And then I wanted to see her and I couldn't see her. And so I just didn't, I was like, oh, I'm just going to wait to see her when she's back from maternity leave. And then they told me she wasn't coming back for a longer period of time. And so I ended up making an appointment at Northwestern, which I couldn't get in until this week, but I ended up booking this travel. So I ended up going to my previous Let's of Drama. I had three biopsies. Did I tell you that? No. Dude, I had three biopsies, which was very annoying. I've had skin cancer three times already. Fucking two skin cancer things. I have one on the back of my arm, which is like basal cell, and then one on my collarbone, which is squamish Mm -hmm. cell. Both very early. So I'm glad they got caught. I'm glad I went in. I just felt like this one was like odd and it had only been on my collarbone for a month. So So. here's what I want to say. So anger is a secondary emotion, oftentimes preceded by pain or fear. So I'm pissed at you. But this one was only a month in. Like, that that's you why I went. You had cancer twice and then you're not going in every six months. First of all, number one, I want but, you to go in all the time. Yeah, I need and, to go in monthly. <laughs> so here's what here's the thing. I went because I asked for a referral because I hadn't gone to a dermatologist like a decade. And then the guy's like... Oh, I want you to come in for six months and I'll check on these areas. So I come in for six months and he's like, okay, well, do you want to come in like a year or six months? I'm like six months. So every time I come, I'm like, I just want to come in six months. It's up to me. Uh, I have never had cancer. That's good. Also, you have darker complexion. You have money. And if you had to pay cash and it wasn't covered, you can you can go every six months because I said. Well, I have to go every six months now. That makes you happy. It does. And I do like my new dermatologist. She is absolutely wonderful. And I'm very happy to be working with somebody who I like. Did you get a colonoscopy? Yeah. Okay. Everyone who's listening, the new best practices for colonoscopies is 45. You need to be going in at 45 unless you have a family history. 
and then you need to go in earlier. Polyps develop into colon cancer after 10 years. Our grandmother had polyps, our dad had polyps, and guess what? I had polyps at 40. And if I would have waited until 50, I probably would have colon cancer. And all this stuff is preventative. I know I sound like an a-hole, but like all of this stuff is preventable. You know Go what? Since we're to on that, doctor. The other thing is mammogram. Do all the things. I had my mammogram last week, Jess. I was like in and out. Yeah, I'm in and out. I it's like okay. from door to door from my house. Yeah, thirty minutes. I was gone. Yeah, yeah. it was ten Get minutes your getting pap there. Smears. I was in and out. Yeah. Get your mammograms right now. Best practices for mammograms are annual after forty. You can. My, my doctor said I can't even tell you how much cancer we have caught by going in annually. Oh. You know, a pap smear after, you're going to look this up. I'm just making up statistics. But after like five clear pap smears, you only have to get yes. them done. You have to get the annual pelvic, but you don't have to get the swab until every three years. You need to be going in and doing all that stuff. Like I have a friend and her dad has colon cancer. And I was like, she's around our age. And she was like, no, I haven't gone. And I'm like, it's so preventable. It's not a big deal. You just... Poop your brains out the day before. For 24 hours. Let's poop a lot. Feels great. Get all the poops out. And so I want to just end with that. Please take care of your health. Please schedule what you can. And there are so many programs and clinics. If you don't have health insurance, if you don't have access to good health care, there are so many free screenings and screenings and things out there when it comes to a lot of these preventable diseases. We want all of our wonderful, amazing Chasing Brighter women to join the Centenarian Club with us when we turn 100. Yeah, yeah we'll all be 100 together. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe so you can hear our latest episodes as soon as they drop. If you love today's episode, please share with another mom. And while you're there, it would be great if you gave us a five-star rating and review. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to know more about Kelly and I, want to find more of our blogs, tips, tools, resources, check that out at ChasingBrighter.com. And we interact with you on Instagram and Facebook at Chasing Brighter. Thanks. We'll be here next week.